From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Caritzi talks to us about the important difference between building a program from scratch or changing an already existing program by communicating with both head coaches and administrators for as little as five minutes a day is important for establishing a culture and how strength coaches should proudly view themselves as support staff. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength and conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they can offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. 
Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I am joined by Coach Jim Caracci. He is currently an Assistant Athletic Director of Sports Performance and the Director of Football Strength and Conditioning at Kennesaw State University. Prior to Kennesaw State, he was an Associate Director of Strength and Conditioning at the Citadel, and he also had a stop at the University of Vermont. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Happy to be back. Absolutely. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about your role at Kennesaw State? Sure. Um, I'll go back to when I got I got hired in, in 2014 by the head football coach when we started football from scratch. So uh, we we literally I walked into the weight room. It was this big empty room and there were boxes in the corner of helmets and shoulder pads being delivered. So um, I started my, my journey at Kennesaw um, being the football strength and conditioning coach. Um, and we, we, we got things going. We practiced for a year. We, we moved into, you know, regular competitive schedules. I, I slowly built the staff from, you know, one GA to two GAs to a full-time assistant and one GA. Um, and we, we, we moved through that stuff and we, we built our internship program and we got after it. We trained hard. And um, in 2018, the director of Olympic sports and a graduate assistant strength coach for Olympic sports both left in the same week. And, um, and so the associate AD who oversees sports performance, he said, um, he asked me if I wanted to run a search committee. And, uh, I said, well, why don't you just give me the job to oversee it all? And he goes, okay. <laughs> uh, and so, um, you know, that, that, the objective of taking that position was to unify and instead of having three and three and just have a six person staff. And we do okay with that. Um, really the most important thing is to get every student athlete, the attention that they deserve and give the coaches um, the best schedules possible so we can maximize our efficiency. So, you know, I've got somebody from football working with Olympic sports. Um, Olympic sports will help with football at times, um, but we do have three weight rooms. Um, we'll call it two and a half, but we have really three weight rooms and, um, and uh, we don't sacrifice scheduling to get more bodies in the football weight room, right? So if you know if if lacrosse wants to practice or lift or run at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., well, that's where that coach's responsibility is, right? So that doesn't always mean we got all six coaches working football. We do the best we can. Um, but you know, with football, you know, I, I again, I started with a football only gig. And, um, my objective when I got there was to add as much value to the building as possible. Right. So every little thing that I could possibly touch, I wanted to have my hands on to maximize how efficient we were operating. I've always been interested in logistics and, and, and how you can maneuver people and equipment and stuff to make things more, move more efficiently in a weight room, let alone in a building with, you know, 120 football players and staff and trainers. And, uh, and so I, I've, I oversee all aspects of discipline and accountability. Um, so every bit of attendance, and, you know, we have, you know, office policies, no, no earrings, no hats, no cell phones. So we take attendance with the first person they see when they walk to the building every single day, whether it be for practice meetings, lift, obviously they see us every day. And we, you know, we make sure hats, earrings, cell phones, hats, hoods. They, I mean, we, it's become quite a joke in the building of all the stuff that they hear from us as soon as they walk in. Um, you know, and, and academic accountability as well. We, we, we handle a little bit of an old school way of, uh, you know, 
certain types of accountability when you miss class or we have misassignments or when there's disrespect on campus and my job is to oversee all that stuff. So me and my staff amongst others are out on campus every day, making sure kids are where they're supposed to be and making sure they're in study hall and chasing people in their rooms when they, when they're, when they're oversleeping class, um, you know, and uh, we get reports from our professors, the kids missing class, kids missing assignments. So we make sure we, we hunker down on those guys. And so really, I like to say that I have a 360 degree touch on on everything that's going on in the program. So I'm involved with recruiting where it's, where it's, where it makes sense from a strength conditioning standpoint um, um, with football uh, and then, you know, game day and practice operations are, are that's just normal strength coach stuff. And uh, so that's how I operate within our football. And then from a, Olympic sports standpoint and an oversight, um, I, we simply lay out what our expectations are and I let my coaches coach and I try to be the person that get things out of their way. So, um, you know, everybody who's listening to this listens to the Jocko podcast and he goes, if you want to do everything, you have to do nothing. Right. And so, you know, you delegate, you prioritize. Um, and what I want to be is the person who helps people eliminate obstacles out of my staff's way so they can maximize themselves. I'm not going to get in there in the weeds and tell them how to train their teams. Um, I'm going to make sure the schedule is set. I'm going to make sure there's accountability and um, for all types of things that we feel is important culturally um, and administratively. But I let my coaches coach and I just do what I can to get them what they need or get things out of their way so they can do a great job. Um, and, and that's been a, a very interesting progression over the past you know, three and a half years uh, from where it started when I overtook when I took over that, that spot to where we are right now, but I think we're moving in the right direction. No, that that's all great. And there's a, a, a lot of good things to pack here. And I'm glad to see there's another strength coach out there. That's it. That hasn't like an interest in logistics. Cause that's turned out to be my big thing. At my previous work, we only had five racks for all 16 sports. So you have to get really, really good at logistics and make sure, you know, there's not bodies on top of everything, but, um, there was one thing I wanted to ask you and you brought it up that Kennesaw state, it was not, you didn't go in there as the, and take over as a, from a previous strength coach, there was no football team there. So what it was it like? Cause I know it's a pretty unique situation to be there, to be on the ground floor of something and start something from scratch, not necessarily just pick up from where the previous coach left off. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know where I heard this, this line, but this is how I say it. If it's a million dollar experience and I'd pay a million dollars to not have to do again. Um, but it, an incredibly rewarding experience, um, challenging, but, you know, it sounds impressive. Um, and I do think that some of the things that we've done there are, we should be super proud of, but um, building is very different than changing. Right. And so we got to build something the way we wanted to build it. And that may be easier in a lot of ways than changing something that's super toxic. Um, but, you know, we came in there and we just had a very clear understanding of what we wanted to be as a football team and the football identity. Our head coach, Coach Bohannon, he's phenomenal at making sure that everybody is on the same page. And, you know, we're going to run the triple option right on offense. And that's going to set the culture and the foundation for the way that the team is going to operate. Um, he was going to recruit really fast kids. Um, He's going to tra- sacrifice size for speed and he wanted to be fit and tough. He doesn't care about squat numbers, bench numbers, jump numbers or 40 times. He wants to walk in and see his kids going to work, getting after competing and, and, and harder, the better. 
And so he made it very clear to me that that's what he wants. And he goes, now it's your job. Go do it. He doesn't tell me what lifts to do, what days to run, what days not to run. He just, I know what I need to build. I need to have the fastest, fittest, toughest team as we could possibly create to go compete, you know, at an FCS football. So I use those as, as markers to make decisions, right? If I'm trying to find out, do I need to lift an extra day or run an extra day? I probably need to run an extra day to fit the culture. And I listened to an awesome uh, episode of, um, I want to say it's called Finding Mastery Podcast, uh, where they interviewed the, the rugby coach at Cal, who's been there forever and has won a gajillion games. And he has a 70-30 principle where 70% of the time they're going to focus on their strengths and only 30% of the time they're going to focus on their weaknesses. And uh, I can appreciate looking at it the other way, but if I know what our identity is going to be as a football team, and I know what type of kids that we're recruiting, we're going to maximize what we are as opposed to trying to become more of what we're not. So here's an example. You know, you look at our slot room, which is what we call our, our running backs, you know, <laughs> slots, they're always in motion there. You know, they average, they average 172 pounds between the 13 guys. You know what I mean? Like they're tiny. They're like munchkins out there, um, but they can fly. You know, these kids have the speed of, you know, you know, group of five school, maybe, you know, power five kids, but they're just small. Um, and so why am I going to take them and try to make them enormous? We're not Michigan. We're not running between the tackles. We pitch that thing to the outside and we try to get the perimeter. Right. So, so we're going to make sure that we are as fast and as fit as possible. Um, and, you know, from a toughness standpoint, a conditioning standpoint, I've watched us practice. I know what our kids, in particular, our offense and offensive line need to go through to survive practice. It's brutal. It's really, really hard. And so I need to do things that might not make sense if you are going to use the whole play clock and you're going to run between the tackles. Or, you know, I got to train my offensive line in a way that's different than if they're just going to pop back three drop steps and punch, punch, punch for a three-step you know, out route if you or an RPO situation, it's it's different. And so, Coach Bo made sure that he, we're going to be tough, fast, tough, and athletic. You know, effort, attitude, and toughness is what our identity is going to be. So I use that to make decisions. Um, and that's what we built this time. Going back to your 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 original question, like we made things as hard for them as possible, as hard as humanly possible. You know. Year one, it was four practices a week, full pads, good on good every single day, probably 15 periods, live interactions um, to the ground. And, you know, we lift in between those days. That's what it was, you know, and then that group, God, they're the greatest, you know, um, and I love all our kids and we've built tremendously since then. But that group of kids, you know, and, and they're five years playing their first, you know, they practiced and then it was six and five, eight and three, 12 and two, 11 and two in the last two years and went to the quarterfinals. So they set something, you know, a pretty awesome standard of success based on all the things that coach Bohan had wanted built, which was that, that toughness, that grit. And uh, I think that we've done a good job from a weight room standpoint, um, helping develop that in the weight room. Now you also are just unpacking a lot of great stuff here. So when you're Tom, talking about starting this program from scratch it all started with what the head coach wanted now could you talk a little bit i know i know i have i know your position on this having worked with you but could you talk to our listeners a little bit about that head coach strength coach relationship and how important it is to make sure it's 
done correctly. Yeah. Um, maybe I have a low um, expectations of our roles, but I do, and I can respect the alternate argument here, but I believe that we are here to support our coaches and players. I believe in the support staff title. That does not offend me. That doesn't mean we should be respected less or we shouldn't be given input and seat at the table. But, you know, the head coach is the person who is establishing budgets, recruiting kids, signing scholarship checks, um, creating the game schedule um, and calling plays on game day. And that's not just a football thing. That's a basketball, soccer, field hockey, lacrosse, ice hockey field. I mean, it's all of it. That person, it's their team. And you're a critical, critical piece of that puzzle, but it's their team. And, and you need to, as a coach, in my humble opinion, be in phenomenal communication with that coach with everything that they need and want. And once you have that, then go do your job. But like to those coaches who strength coaches who think that, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about in the weight room. So I'm just going to do my thing. Well, just going to get your ass fired. Right, because we are way more expendable than they are. Nine point nine out of ten times. I mean, we're talking like way more expendable. So if we're causing a fuss at the end of year evaluation, when the football coach, basketball coach, baseball coach meets with the AD and he complains about his strength program, you're out, man. And I'm not saying this that you need to just you know get on your knees and beg for your job, but you do need to understand that you are a part of this thing. You are not the thing. And you know, I've heard a lot of strength coaches. Um, in my conversations, people I've worked with or people I've worked around or talked to, they're like, you know, we do our part. Um, you know, if they just recruited better kids, then, you know, we'd be better. And we'll, we'll, so now you're taking winning out of your hands and putting it in theirs. If it all comes down to talent, then we need to have eat some humble pie on that and realize that that's not really defending us. Right. And so um, I think that establishing a relationship where they feel like you're supporting their mission and their culture and their development is so critical. It's so critical. And the more you do that and the more they trust you, the more they're going to listen to your input and allow you to do the things that you are the expert in, which is training the team. Right. But if they, you know, come from 20 years of being the assistant coach and they've seen horrors in the weight room and they communicate that to you, then you need to stay away from those horrors. You know what I mean? Like you need to stay away from them. It's this team until you can, until you can change his mind, which you have to do through trust and communication. But man, like you're trying to build their team for them to go and play with. And and so you need to, to know them, know what he needs, know what she needs and go build that thing in the image of which they want it built. I think that that's really important. I don't think that's insulting. Um, obviously you are the expert of and when it comes to training these kids, so you should have a huge say in what's going on, but you just take their input and apply it to your expertise and then go train the kids. Um, if you're not doing that, you're not, you're not doing the program any favors and, and, and the program is above you all the time. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 
100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. No doubt. Yeah. And I think that's, that is important because if you, like, like you said, we're easy to replace or we're not, maybe not easy, but we're the first ones to go. If they had to become between the head coach and a strength coach or a, a coordinator, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's always good to make sure you got the communication. And if you are on the same page, like you said, eventually they'll, they'll support you and what you're trying to build and, and, and continue to grow that. Now, where did that, how did you go about planning that at the Citadel when you had multiple teams, including like the development group of, of football, then you also had wrestling and basketball teams is how did you manage that? The head coach expectation with multiple teams. Well, I'm going to speak to my experience and to some of colleagues that I've talked to over the years. I've been doing it for a minute now, so I've had a lot of conversations about this. We're not as busy as we think we are. Okay. We're not as busy as we think we are as strength coaches. Now, some, some of you are. And to those of you who are literally boots on the ground from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., you know, I, I'm with you, man. Like, that's tough, and I'm sorry. So this might not apply to you, but most of us realize that you know, between 10 and two, there's a lot of kids in class and there aren't a lot of teams training in that block of time. And so what you need to do is take your train, take, take the Chuck Taylors off and take a shower and walk over to a coach's office twice a week, three times a week, four, every day and have a five minute conversation with them about anything. Every day you should pop by your coach's office. Every day you should pop by the trainer's. Every day you should be working to build relationships personally and professionally with everybody that has a say in your job right now. You might not be able to every day and that's fine. Um, you don't have to every day, but like if you're sitting there reading a book, right? I have this argument with my assistant, Ben, it's not an argument. We have a conversation. He goes, when are we supposed to take time for professional development? Like when do our wives have time for professional development? Not at work. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, all three of our wives, my assistant, um, you and my wife, all in medicine, right? It's like they work all day. They don't get to sit down and, and read Rebuilding Milo in their office, right? So if you're sitting there and you're, and you're reading Triphasic for the third time, which I don't blame you for doing, get out of your chair for an hour and go have a conversation with the assistant athletic trainer who covers tennis if you train tennis, right? Get out of your chair and go sit down with your basketball coach or your tennis coach or your hockey coach. Every day you should find a time to go talk to them. And you have no idea how much that is going to enhance trust because right now you're just a weight room guy or girl, right? But when they see you every day, you're a part of their day. You're a part of their team and they'll think about you. 
right? And so we're just very bad at this. And some people have it tough. Like Kennesaw, the logistics are difficult. You know, football weight rooms in one building, uh, Olympic sport weight rooms in another, administrations in another, athletic trainings in another, right? Like practices are all over campus. It's not easy. But I'll also tell you, like, you're not that busy. You're not. Your two-hour lift is a waste of time. Um, and so I believe that if you want to cultivate great relationships, get in front of people, um, have text conversations. And then here's a great one. Heaven forbid you keep your eye on a schedule of all teams and wish coaches luck and congratulate them for wins. Right. And the, and the fewer, and the fewer games you play, the more important it is. So a team like football or even soccer, like they just don't have a lot of games on their roster compared to volleyball, basketball, baseball, softball. Um, but like, wish them luck or if they have a big game where if you're a subdivision team and you beat the, the division up, like, congrats, man. Great to see it. You know, that should be on ESPN or, you know, look up stats and be like, looks like so-and-so had a great game. Congrats. Let me know if you need anything else in a weight room or, you know, like, but don't do it just out of, don't do it for the wrong, do it for the right reason. It'll, it'll serve all purposes. Just stop living in a silo, have communication, support each other. And, and that's going to help. That's going to help. No, that's uh, some some really good advice, and I could already see that being implemented where I'm at, and and haven't been done anywhere else. It's good that uh, the coaches see you, or even administration sees you. Like, oh, there, there's Jim Carizzi out there getting you know running up with the coaches again. And 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 you know, I don't think I'm wrong when I say this, but like I go to our admin building, you know, a couple times a week, and I act like myself. And people are boring in this world, man. Like people are boring and coaches are not boring, you know? So you go in, you immediately elevate the energy of that place. And you, you just say hi when you pick up your mail or you stop in, you ask somebody about their kid, or if you know somebody loves game of Thrones, you have a conversation about game of Thrones. Or if you saw something on their Instagram that they went on vacation, ask them about their vacation, bring somebody coffee, you know, for no reason one day. Um, and just remember, you're not that busy. And when you are, you'll know it. But if you find yourself, you know, not checking things off your list all day, then you're not that busy. So get out there and like inject yourself into other people and people are going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to know you. And then they're more likely to just sign off on your reimbursement check. And we, Hey, he's, he's, he's $400 over budget this year and we're good with it. You know, stuff like that. No, I, I think that's all great advice. And you had mentioned you were talking with your uh, assistant. What is it like or what are you looking for in today's strength and conditioning when you're hiring your assistant? Because I've known uh, you had a, some turnover within the last year or two and you've been able to hire on some quality coaches. Well, you know, what are you looking for and what what do you what, I guess what's some advice for the modern strength coach trying to get that job? Yeah. Um, this is a great question. It's a, it's a, it's a conversation uh, for sure. And um, so I, I go, I go all over the place, so I can't give you like the most concrete answer, but here, I, let me talk through it a little bit. There, there, there are times when I want outside of my network, I want to bring somebody in who's going to give me something completely new, right? Something from a, a, a from another coaching tree, 
that is that is known for other things or they're just new and they're going to bring in a breath of fresh air and and they're going to modernize in in whatever way that they can other times you know i'll I'll want to hire somebody that i know right or somebody that's worked for me or worked for somebody because i know what they're going to bring to the table and i know what we need at that point Right. So my current assistant is Ben and Ben interned. He volunteered. He was a head strength coach down the street, but at a division three school, which didn't have much going on in the summer. So he came and spent the whole summer, you know, working with us. Um, he makes sure that it's not, he did not intern. He volunteered because he was a head strength coach. He's there. Words are, words are important. So, um, so when I had a, a job open and he wanted to move to division one and get around football again, like he was a no brainer because he was a great coach, great experience. And he had worked for me and knew what we were about and wanted that. So I wanted that. And other times I've been like, you know, I need, I need something new. We've had the same people for a while and I need something new. And I've looked at, and I've, I, I do my best in every hire to read every single resume that is sent. I kill a lot of trees. I print everyone out. I read every single resume. I put them in one of four piles and then I go through the th- then I go through the top three files again, and then I make those into two, make it into one, and then you get your finalists. Because um, you know, a lot of times I'm looking for somebody who's going to bring something. Here are the big things: Can this person relate to my population? You know, we're we're, we're in the southeast. We're a Division One FCS football program to the top fifteen annually, largely African American. Um, you know, Atlanta. And it's a, it might be a football job. So I do want somebody who can potentially relate to that environment. Somebody who played ball, someone who looks the way the team looks, um, you know, someone with youth and uh, energy that's going to, you know, do all those things or, or coach in an area where they've worked with kids like that. Um, so I am looking for, for that type of relevance, especially when it comes to working with football. Um, but also there's good, there are strengths and weaknesses in our program right and and i have strengths and weaknesses as a coach and so the big thing is like what niche do you have what are you really really good at that might help us like maybe we just got catapult and i don't know how to use it but you have experience with gps right or maybe you are you ran track at a really high level in college and you're a strength coach and you you just you have this opportunity and you could be you could run our linear speed right or you you know have your pn level one and you're a nutrition guy or you're a mobility expert or you're all these different things you have a niche that you can bring because we're all generalists right we can all do everything right but what can you do better than anybody else and that might be what we need right and so uh, I'm, I'll look at that big time. Um, when it comes to Olympic sports, uh, I'm looking for someone who has coached as much as possible. Um, and that goes to both sides, but really with Olympic sports, I want somebody who has coached as much as possible. So, you know, where did you GA? Did you GA at a power five school where you still didn't lead any teams or did you GA at a division three where you ran, you had 14 teams of your own. That's the person that I want. Right. And I also want somebody who wants to come to Kennesaw for the right reasons right it's it's i have no problem with them telling me and being honest that like hey look i make 20 grand and i need a i need a big boy job right i need i really want to stay in division one uh, i really want coach but i need to make more than 20 grand if i want it. so that's really and if that honesty is beautiful to me if they check all the other boxes and i like them even more right but hey i followed you guys for years i love how you guys operate you know i'd love to have a say in what goes on i'd love to learn from you um 
you know, I'm from the South, bringing me home is closer to family would take a lot of stress off of me and my wife. Those are all things that would help. But I want coaches who have coached and, and, and it sucks because a lot of those people don't get opportunities, um, you know, until they go and get some type of power five exposure because, you know, that D three stigma, you know, that, that NAIA stigma, it, it's tough to break, you know, it's tough. Um, you got to leave there and go, you know, intern at Ohio state or, or Alabama or get that name on. And, and, and I try to stay away from that because I want, I want to coach and uh, you learn how to coach in the subdivisions in my opinion. The iron game chalk talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this, this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Refuse second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.